What's wrong? Welcome into Lighthearted Gamers, episode 65 from Alex Light with Spark 3. Hopefully, you're having an incredible day today. Whatever day you are listening or perhaps watching this podcast or our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Spark 3. Give us a like on the video, subscribe to the channel, be a friend, tell a friend that you're watching and listening. We definitely appreciate that. As always, got my boy Zach here with me, as you can see on the screen. Uh, still doing things remotely. Zach, how you feeling today? Doing good. Can't complain quite yet, but we're getting there. You're right. We are getting there. Give it about 20 minutes into this show. We might have some shit to complain about. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, if you could, go follow us at Twitter, at LHGamersPodcast. We definitely appreciate that, as well as checking out our other shows like Animan Plus, talking about uh, movies and stuff, and a terrible football show. Uh, if you want to support us for the Patreon, is a great way to do so, but don't feel obligated. Just be a friend, tell a friend that you're listening and watching. Uh, shout out to our Tier 1 patron, Andy. We appreciate the hell out of you. Uh, and let's not forget that next episode is going to be a very fun episode because it's going to be our Black Friday special. We're going to be breaking down all of the best deals across the board for what is coming out of Black Friday. All the sales should be coming out over this next week for like uh, Walmart, Target, Best Buy, GameStop. Those are going to be the main four that we're going to be looking at. Uh, I did see that Nintendo actually released their Black Friday deals for that's going to be set for all retailers. It's about the same shit that you always expect. Uh, same Switch price that we've gotten $300 with Mario Kart obviously in three months of Nintendo Switch Online same thing we've gotten for four damn years um, and then you know there are a handful of games that are uh, their first party titles that will be slashed down to 40 bucks and it's pretty much the same titles as always with a couple of exceptions I think I think Paper Mario Origami King was one that's one that I might I might pick up but other than that it's the same shit dude it's like Super Mario Odyssey you know Breath of the Wild uh the same things we've been playing for the last couple years on the Switch. Yeah, I think Luigi's Mansion 3 was on there, which that's one I still need to pick up. I have yet to buy that game, and I hate myself for not doing that. But it's literally the same shit that it's been on the sales for the past couple years for Black Friday. Nintendo never does a whole lot for sales. They just don't. They, they've gone on record saying that they don't put their games on sales because they believe in the quality of their games, and they don't want to diminish the quality of their games. Uh, that nope. they, they have very much gone on record. So seeing their Black Friday sales is not, not necessarily a surprise, but I am personally really looking forward to seeing what else is going to be on sale for Black Friday. Um, what? Because I have, I have so many games on my damn backlog that I want to pick up. So, And then, of course, we also have the Game Awards Watch Along Extravaganza that we're going to be doing right here at youtube.com forward slash Sparky3. That is December 9th. Uh, so make sure to check out our channel that day to watch along with us. Uh, John will be here as well as some other guests that are going to be on the show. Really excited for that. And shout out that throughout this next week, we will get all the nominees for the Game Awards. So on episode 66, we will be going over that. Uh, kind of curious how much on the mark Zach and I are going to be for what was going to be Game of the Year. Also curious to see what's going to get shafted. And very curious to see if Cyberpunk's going to be on any award at all and how much it's going to make the internet get pissed um internet be pissed regardless if cyberpunk's on anything or if they're not the only one and i still stand by obviously that i think cyberpunk is a good game that's just broken i still stand by that the only one that i think should be on there and i feel like no one should say shit about is again keanu uh and just johnny silverhand as, as best uh acting whatever Every, if it was under any other category, I can 100% understand the hate behind it because of the broken game. But that's the one where it's just like, shut the fuck up. Because his performance is great. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I don't know. I'm looking forward to it because every time there's always something that gets shafted and people are going to be big time pissed. So, I'm looking forward to seeing the nominees. Um, before we jump into our normal stuff, uh, Zach, anything on your mind that you want to shout out and talk about? 
Did you see this week uh, the trailer for a game called Lies of P? No, I didn't even hear that. That didn't come across my timeline. What is it? I mean, it, it seems like it could be an interesting game. Uh, it's a sort of steampunk Victorian era, almost Dark Souls-esque. Interesting. Because, yeah, it was more or less looked like it was taking place in Victorian England, and more or less the city has been taken over by rogue steampunk uh, mechanicals. And you're more or less going through the city, destroying them, and you have a steampunk arm of your own and stuff like that. It seemed fairly interesting. It's at as <laughs> excuse me, um, slight horror aspect to it as well. Hmm. I'll, I'll have to check that out. What was the title of it? Lies of P. Lies of P. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually let me write that down. I'm gonna have to go watch the trailer for that. Uh, no, I did not see that. Um, but I haven't really been up to a whole lot this week. I did, I did very randomly decide to play Doki Doki Literature Club. So I bought that. <laughs> I don't know why. I really don't. It was, just, I was sitting there just, uh, I think it was a visual novel. I know, man. I don't know. It was sitting there Sunday night and I'm, I'm trying to figure out what to do, what to do with my time. I had a couple ideas about what to do. That was not one of them. And then all of a sudden it just hits me like a baseball bat. Hey Alex, go buy Doki Doki Literature Club. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> I just went and bought it. Might as well have gone and dated <laughs> fucking Colonel Sanders. Might as well. Might as well. No, I mean, it's one of those things that, you know, the Doki Doki Ledger Club Plus came out not long ago. And I, I will say I did want to I did want to check it out because I've heard a lot of people say that, hey, you know, it is pretty fucked up. I've seen shit about it, obviously. I've seen I've seen the fucked up nature of this of this game. So I was just like, yeah, whatever. I'll play it eventually, I guess. Uh, and yeah, I did. It, it, it was just fucked up. People said. I don't know. I was. It was late at night, man. I was bored. I didn't know what to do with my time. I will say, um, I did try to play Forza Horizon Five. That was one thing that I wanted to do, and I wanted to talk about it for this episode. I do not have an Xbox uh, Series X, um, so I was going to play it on Game Pass on PC, and my PC would not run it. <laughs> it, it. It gave it its best college try. But I will say, in the five minutes that I played, that's the most beautiful damn game I've ever seen in my life, and I got a lot of hope for Fable. But hey, shout out though. Your boy finally got a new computer. I am so pumped. It came in today. I'm ready to get I that mean, thing. You good. need it because that computer's killing you. Forza Horizon this week, you told me. Or, I know. I don't. Earlier this week, you tried to play Scarlet Nexus, and I know. I know, man. Scarlet Nexus was like the just the the brutal frame rates of that game, like made it unplayable. I tried five minutes, and I'm like, all right, yep, that's not happening. And then uh, the other one that popped up earlier this year for me was College Football Revamp, the mod for NCAA 14. My computer would mm-hmm. not would not run it. It was it was rough. Oof. So I'm big pumped for my new computer. Got a 3060 Ti in it. Uh, pretty excited for that. Uh, AMD Ryzen 9 5900X processor. Work my workflow for the podcast is about to be top notch. I'm ready for it, man. I'm ready to get that thing going. It looks beautiful too. Um, but I suppose we can go ahead and jump into the content for today. Uh, I guess we can start off with our rumor mill as usual. Zach, what all do we have in the rumors for this week? So, as we state, these are literally just rumors. Yeah. Something may come out of it, something might not. We don't honestly know. Um, but apparently, per Emily Rogers, Metroid Prime 1 was wrapped up over the summer, as in like a remastered of Metroid Prime 1. Um, 
apparently original plan for the Metroid Prime series was a remake of one, and then possibly do a build for Metroid Prime 2 and 3 to release later. But because of COVID, uh, we have not seen that. But unsure if anything's still going to come with that, but supposedly Metroid Prime 1 is finished. I mean, that's good you know that's really the, that's the best one of the three <laughs> so it's sitting somewhere and just waiting to be put on disc nintendo loves keeping shit in their back pocket <laughs> so yeah um yeah maybe we'll see something maybe we don't maybe hopefully we see something after all this success with dread so true which we're going to talk about that here in a little bit um other possible remasters that are out there uh red dead redemption one uh, remaster is supposed to apparently come out uh, second quarter next year. That's the uh, so, that's the year after 2023. Oh, I guess it is. Okay, yeah. I can't read years anymore. I apparently wanted to be 2022 already. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> um, supposedly going to combine both maps into just one map, up the graphics to style of Red Dead. Two and some dead dialogue changes mentioning Arthur. That's going to be, be sort of nice. That that will be that because that's going to be a big deal. Like I do like how in Red Dead Redemption Two, they do kind of tie a knot on why he's never mentioned in the first game. It was a conversation with Karen, I believe. You can meet Karen at the Valentine train station, and mm-hmm. you and and her and John are talking about everything that happened. And, you know, John's like, you know, Arthur saved my life and blah, blah. He's And John says, you know, I don't talk about him much, but I think about him a lot. And that was kind of the tying on the knot for why there's obviously no, I mean, there, there's obviously no Arthur in Red Dead once he didn't exist yet. Yeah, But no, in terms of, the of, of, the, of the plot, that was kind of their tying of the knot for why he's not mentioned. So if that remaster does happen, which we, we've talked about that remaster before as a potential uh, yeah. I, I would love to see that those dialogue changes to kind of include him in the game because now with how much of a polarizing figure he is for Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption Two, it's it's a damn near shame he's not in the first one. Which obviously, again, he wasn't a character. That's understandable. Yeah. So I'm 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 excited for the potential of this uh, remaster. I mean, it'd be nice because I know a lot of people would love to see Red Dead One up to standards of two. Yep. Oh, so recent remaster that came out was the Grand Theft Auto ones. Yep. So with that, there is rumors that we may get see a GTA Four remaster to come in the fourth quarter of 2023. I'm going to be real. I personally would love that. I know GTA Four gets kind of trashed on a little bit, but I was a big fan. I mean, I can't say yay or nay because I never touched four. But then again, I've never stayed a big GTA fan myself. But I mean, it'd be nice to see. I mean, it does sort of fit with uh, seeing everything remastered since we have no clue when we'll see six. Yeah, plus if you look at uh, Rockstar's kind of release schedule, they haven't really done new games besides like Red Dead Redemption 2. That's really it. They haven't done anything else. Just doing Red Dead Online, GTA Online, and that's it. And now this GTA trilogy. Yeah, pretty much. So. Uh, th- this is all apparently to hold people over until GTA Six is apparently their their hopes for this four and and Red Dead Redemption One remasters. I mean, I mean that's really all we can hope for because I mean, based on these rumors, supposedly going to be some Easter eggs hinting at GTA Six stuff in the game, yeah. and they're apparently going to make the GTA Four city 
denser. Yeah, I, what I understood is just like a lot heavier in population and traffic yeah. and stuff, just to make it feel more next gen, I guess, you know? Yeah, I could see that because, I mean, when you, because like playing the current GTAs, the city's still very empty. Yeah. And it's kind of like five. Yeah. And it's kind of the same thing with like the original, the initial um, trailers and like uh, for Cyberpunk, those cities felt so alive and so yes. dense. And then we get the games and they were like so empty almost. So it'd be, it would be it, that, that sort of feel. It really adds to it. So it would be cool. I would love for these two rumors to be true because I love GTA 4. GTA 4 was fun to me. And uh, Red Dead Redemption 1 Remaster is one that I, I definitely loved and appreciate to have. I mean, I'd be down for the Red Dead. I'm just, as I said, I'm not the biggest GTA fan, so I could live with it. I could live without it. That's fair. But one thing we have been talking about that's possibly going to be showing up soon is PlayStation, and them apparently going to have a PC launcher coming next year, which will feature cross-purchasing between console and PC. Now, that's a big win. That is a huge win if they do this. Let's be real. That is awesome. The fact that I can just go back and forth between the launcher and my PlayStation 5, that's awesome. I love that. I mean, it'd be a nice thing. They probably took it from Xbox because since Microsoft's had so much success with theirs. Yeah. But, I mean, we constantly see PlayStation games coming out on PC now, so... As we've said before, we think a launcher would make sense. Whether we'll see one, uh, still up in the air. Yeah, I would. I, I personally think we are. I really do. I mean, not just because of this rumor, just because it makes too much sense. And I know in terms of like companies, you know, and something making too much sense. There's like an example of Nintendo. Whatever makes sense, they go the opposite fucking direction. Yeah. I don't. I don't think Sony's the same way. This makes a lot of sense. Sony wants money. That's their goal. Um, so I, I definitely think a PC launcher is going to be on the horizon. It could be next year. I mean, I would hope so too as well, because another thing in the rumor we got this week is Sony is working to also port until dawn to PC. Hell yeah. Everyone's favorite, um, super massive game, which I could see it because I mean, I know super massive has most of their games on PC now, like house of ash, which is the latest one, which has apparently been being received pretty well too. Mm Hmm. Also, I saw uh, on PlayStation Store, uh, Man of Medane was on sale. Is that? I know you're a fan of that. Is that worth my pickup? Uh, I mean, if you really want to play it, you could probably get my copy. I mean, it's not bad. It's an experience because uh, that's the start of the their dark anthology they've been doing. It's Man of Medane. Um, can't think of the second one I'm on right now. Uh, but it was involved with the town of Salem and then uh, House of Ash. House of Ash is, I, that's the one I haven't played yet, but it's supposedly it's the best out of the three so far. Okay. It's, it's the one that most uh, makes people reference Until Dawn out of the three of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, that would be a big win then. Because Until Dawn, such a uh, a random game almost that kind of came out of nowhere, it feels like. and it's like, No, it didn't. It's such a masterpiece. That was such a long build-up. That thing almost had freaking a uh, twelve-year build-up. Did it really? Did I? I, I, don't, I feel like it came out of nowhere for me, or at least in my timeline, it did. It for you, it did. But I mean, before it came out, it had been originally announced at a E3. I want to say like four or five years beforehand, because I remember seeing it because it was originally supposed to come out on uh, what did it originally release on? Was it PS4? Yeah, it released on PS4. Yeah, it was originally announced for the PS3. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, see, that, that's news to me. I mean, it, for me, like on my timeline, yeah, I guess it came out of nowhere. But yeah, I didn't know that. Kind of like, um, you know, Cyberpunk's had like that ten year development cycle as well. Yeah, I said twelve, like as exaggerated, more like only like three or four years. But I mean, it had a pretty long build up. Gotcha. Because I remember seeing the E three where it uh, first showed us like the scene where I forget her name now gets dragged off from the elevator when she's being chased through the house. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't remember her name either. Yeah. When she initially hides under the bed or jumps over that whole initial scene, that was the first release trailer after it had gone silent for like a year or two. And I remember seeing it going, this has changed a lot, but that looks really good. And it turned out to be really good. That game is a damn near masterpiece, man. It is because, so, like, the one thing that makes that game so damn good is that you can sit down and watch someone else play the game and still have a fun time. Oh, most definitely. Like, I've had friends, uh, including one particular friend, a friend that you know you've met, I believe, on one occasion, Emilio. He's not a gamer at all. He is not a gamer in the slightest. But even he like kicked back uh, while we were out of town for work and literally watched me play through this game. And I, I, he came up. He, he was chilling. He was chilling with me and Nick one uh, one afternoon after work and uh, watched me play. And then the next day at work, me and him were working on something together. He's just like, "Yo, you can play more until dawn later." I'm like, "Yeah, probably." Why? He's like, "I want to come over and watch again." <laughs> and I'm telling you, this guy is not a gamer at all. So, like, I mean, that, that's what makes this game so damn good is that, like, I feel like anyone, as long as you enjoy horror stuff, that's one thing, of course. Yeah. If you at least enjoy horror stuff, you can really enjoy this game. So, if it goes to PC and you've never had a PlayStation 4 and you want to check it out, yo, pick it up. It's going to be worth it. I promise. Um, all right, let's hop over to some actual news for this week. So, the first thing, uh, we did talk about this back in, like, june or july it was initially kind of leaked because of the uh, lawsuit that was happening but it has now been officially announced the fortnite naruto collaboration is going to be coming here soon so all out of chakra but not all out of options boys uh drop you can drop in as naruto sasuke sakura and kakashi so look forward to that if you're fortnite fan. <laughs> Fortnite and just trying to be the biggest Weeboo Central ever. It is. Watch Dragon Ball is going to be next, man. Watch Dragon Ball Super Superhero Terrible Name is going to be coming out next year, and they're going to launch Goku and Fortnite. <laughs> just I watch. Bet they are. <laughs> just fucking watch, dude. Uh, but on the flip side, the fighting game uh, of the year nominee, Jump Force, is officially coming to a close. Uh, they shutting the servers down. Servers are getting shut down, and they're pulling it from digital stores. Oof. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's fucking hilarious to me. Uh, I, I think it's getting pulled from digital stores sometime in February, and then the servers themselves are closing next August, I think is what it was. What a dog shit game. I bought, like, the collector's edition, not the $250 one, just, like, the one that was, like, 80 or 90 bucks. Regret that decision. Uh, man, that game that game is so damn bad. <laughs> you know, I, I was listening to the news about this where it's like, yeah, it's getting pulled, whatever, and someone's like, yeah, maybe you should, you know, consider going out and buying Jump Force, you know, because it could be like a collector's thing because it could be like a really rare game. They stop production on the game sort of thing. That You know, that sort of situation, right? And for a split second, I'm just like, Maybe I should buy Jump Force. And I'm like, wait, no, no. Don't do that. Don't put myself through that. That game is Don't so. Other tricks. 
I I really hope that this anime style, like Smash Brothers, basically, I really hope that it can succeed. But man, Jump Force really broke my heart. J Stars on the PS4 wasn't bad. There were, I mean, it was okay. I mean, it was probably like a six out of ten, you know. Uh, while Jump Force is like a two out of ten. Um, I don't know. I mean, there. I mean, some of the DS games were good. I never got to play them, but from what I've seen about them, they look phenomenal. So maybe one day we'll get this shit right and actually have a good, you know, jump crossover type of game that comes out. And I also want to say one thing about this because I saw some comments talking about the close of this game. They're just like, yeah, it just makes sense because like licensing and stuff. No, wrong, wrong. Uh, everything is under one license. It's all shown in jump. Jump yeah, force. Shown in jump. Jump force. Jump. This isn't like a Super Smash Brothers where you have a bunch of different licensing companies. It's all just, it's all just uh, um, shown and jump, man. So, uh, and it's all eventually under Shueisha, anyways. Yeah, I mean, there's no licensing issues. It's just the game fucking eats ass, and no one probably plays it online, and they don't want to keep working on the damn servers. That simple. <laughs> it's just a bad game. Yeah. Uh, going over from there, and talking about another bad game that's trying to make it, uh, trying to stay relevant. Uh, we did officially get that trailer for Spider Man. Uh, coming to Marvel's Avengers, um, different Spidey suits, you know, which I think is funny because you know in Spider-Man, uh, Marvel Spider-Man on the PS4, there was very clear hints that Spider-Man was going to link up with the Avengers, very clear hints. And then in the remaster, oh, yeah, no, it's very obvious. <laughs> then in the remaster, they took out those clear hints on the PS5, uh, and now we get the Spider-Man that we got, which obviously he, you know, it looks looks fine. I'm just pointing out that it's not the PS4. It's not the Spider-Man that we know from Insomniac. Not even the, it's not even Yuri. Uh, don't know how to pronounce his last name, but the voice actor for Peter, uh, different voice actor, which I thought was funny because it's just like, okay, yeah, you can tell Sony and Insomniac said, yeah, we're gonna pull out of this, but you can keep, you know, yeah. we can roll with the Spider-Man on PS4, but it's not gonna be our Spider-Man. Just make one up, make it happen. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I still have no desire to really pick that game back up, but anyway. Now one game, nice. one game that I do want to pick up if this happens. Per Jeff Grubb on uh, GamesBeat, uh, said that a new one versus one hundreds in development of Microsoft. I hope to God that is the case because that was such a fun game back in the day on the three sixty. Man, I that was the sort of game that was so dumb and so fun that like me and Jared and a couple other friends, we would stone cold just flat out quit out of halo three matches because we'd get the pop-up one versus 100 is starting soon that we signed up for we had stone cold drop out of halo three like all right let's hit up some one versus 100 baby let's see if we can hit some let's see if we can win some quizzes let's go well no i'm right there with you because i mean i did that with john and diaz as well i mean i i would be definitely interested to check it out i'm just curious how well of that style of life service even game would work now i'm not because at the time it sort of really fit with how xbox was and just people were very community heavy yeah i'm not sure how community heavy games are like that anymore especially with microsoft because microsoft has changed their uis and stuff like that i mean it's still probably doable i'm just not sure how um close knit it'll seem because it failed really close knit because i know a lot of people would stop to mess with that whenever they knew that time was coming up with it. Yeah, and trust me, I was definitely one. It sounds like you are too. That was such a fun game. It was so stupid, but so fun. So I, mean, I really was. hope I really hope this is a thing. Jeff is pretty confident that it's a thing. I mean, he even had was having a show. Uh, his show, what's it called? Uh, Grub Snacks, I believe, is his podcast. 
and uh, they actually had to bleep that out. And he and when he came up and, and made this article with Gamesbeat, he even pointed out, it's like, yeah, that bleep out moment that happened in the podcast, that was that we yeah, it was because someone mentioned one versus one hundred and we didn't want to get that out yet. So I mean he gotcha. yeah, he really seems to be pushing that this is happening right now. So that, that would be really cool if that's the case. Um now, next little piece of news we have here, which I think is really cool because I think this game is absolutely phenomenal. I really enjoyed my time on it. Uh, Metroid Dread debuts third on the MPD list for October, which is the highest in franchise history. Number one, I think, was just unfortunately fucking Call of Duty. Uh, I think, no, no. Well, number one may have actually been, um, it was Far Cry. Far Cry was one. Yeah, because no, no, yeah, Call of Duty just came out in November. I'm an idiot. My fault. Um, number two, I don't remember what number two was, uh, but number three being Metroid Dread, that's pretty impressive. Uh, and it also just kind of opens the question, man, because Metroid Dread, you know, we, we saw the rumors for it leading into E3. You had the big E3 revealed, highest pre-orders in franchise history, collector edition sold out immediately, stuff like that. You know, the Metroid uh, Prime 1 remake that's or that's assuming to be a thing going to be coming out. It seems like they're really kind of giving some love for Metroid, a series that's been kind of dormant besides the Metroid Prime 4 situation. With the success of Dread, a just a 2D game that you know just really delivered the Metroid experience, do you think Nintendo's looking at this and thinking about potentially reviving another one of their more dormant series, like let's say a Star Fox that's been quiet since Star Fox Zero on the Wii U? No, I agree. I mean, it's Nintendo. <laughs> I mean, we'd speculate as much as we want, but we will never know until Nintendo actually says anything. I mean, because I feel like Nintendo has a thing of where they are aware of how long it has been since they've used something of their franchise, and it's just a matter of someone comes with a good concept or idea of, to run with something. Because, I mean, like, we saw a trailer recently of a new Kirby game that's coming out, which we haven't had a Kirby game in forever either. Well, we had Star Allies on the Switch. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, well, it's a game. Andy played it. That's the only person I know that played it. <laughs> okay, cool. I mean, there's I mean, been Kirby games that's come out like over the past couple generations. It's just how great they've been is the problem. Like there was yeah. Kirby's Epic Yarn, I think that was on the Wii U. We have Star Allies that came out on the Switch, and that one was mediocre received. Now this new one, I uh, forgot what it's called for some reason, but this new one's like its first 3D adventure for Kirby, which has me and you kind of excited about that. Yeah. Um, so it, you're you're right. When it comes to some of these dormant franchises like an F Zero, we've 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 heard the rumors of like, you know, hey, we pitched this sort of F Zero game once upon a time, and Nintendo shut it down. And same thing with Star Fox. You know, Star Fox has not been received well since Star Fox Assault on the GameCube. Yeah. The three D the the DS game Star Fox Command dog shit. They the sixty four remake cool. 64 is a great game. Congratulations. You remade on the DS and everyone liked it. And then you had Star Fox Zero on the Wii U, which has been very horribly received. So it's just, you're right. It's going to come down to the right pitch. But I am I would love to see a new Star Fox come out. And I would I would like to think that... I would like to think that Nintendo is seeing the massive, massive hype behind this and maybe even the success of other games that like more dormant uh, franchises that's kind of been coming back and doing well in the Switch, like the new WarioWare. Been a hot minute yeah. since we got that. Uh, even though it did get delayed to next year, the Advance Wars remake, a lot of people are pumped up about that, even though it got delayed. 
Um, so I don't know. It does give me some hope that we could see some other franchises come back. Cause I know another random one that I would absolutely love to see. Cause it's one that I played, but I didn't play it as much as I wish I did as other people. But golden sun is one that I would love to see them bring back. Okay. But will they, that's the question. That's the big question. I mean, golden sun's sort of dead and gone. So odds yep. are no, right. We said but... the same thing about advanced wars. That was dead and gone, and here we come with a remake. Fair enough. So I mean, but I feel like Golden Sun's older than Advanced Wars at this point. So I think just by a couple of years, because I think uh, Golden Sun's like what, like right at like two thousand, maybe two thousand one. Advanced yeah. War was probably like two thousand two, two thousand three, maybe two thousand something like that. I don't know. Nintendo's I mean, weird. Whenever you think they could do one thing because it makes so much damn sense, they're going to go completely opposite direction. But hey, shout out to the fact that we're five years into the Switch lifecycle and Twitch guy added to the Switch though randomly. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. What's going to be really stupid is when this new console comes out, you know, whether it be the end of next year, 2023, and instead of it just coming out with all these things that we've gotten over the past five years, they're going to regress where it's just like, all right, guys, here's the Super Nintendo Revolution NX Switch. Twitch will come out in five years. Enjoy. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, something like that. Can yeah. you just launch the console with the shit that's already on your Switch now? <laughs> Which is quite possible something they would do. Nintendo is going to be Nintendo. <laughs> it's so dumb. Uh, but hey, we did get and this the... time. They'll have you try and play with plastic and eh, instead of just cardboard. Uh, yeah, it's like the Labo 2, but this time it's with it's like plastic building blocks. Yeah. <laughs> But hey, we did get the uh, announcement for Decidueye, you know, that we've seen uh, that in some uh, data mining and stuff for Pokemon Unite. Decidueye is coming out next week, uh, the 19th. I didn't actually see what role he's going to be, though. I, I was trying to see that earlier, but I didn't actually see. So I'd probably, I think he's just going to be an attacker. But I will say he looks kind of busted. I was looking at his moveset, like with uh, the um, the Shadow Sneak and, like, and the Spirit Shackle and stuff like that. His Razor Leaf hitting multiple enemies at once. Um, yeah, he looks kind of busted. He looks kind of based on his looks. Yeah, I would guess an attacker. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing him. Um, before we actually hop into some uh, some other talking points, I do have one thing that I came across. And by the time this episode is out, we'll know if this is a thing. So I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it, but I did just want to say this uh, just for you. Get your kind of quick thought here. Uh, I did see earlier that someone tweeted out that on November 15th, on Monday, uh, Halo Infinite multiplayer is coming out. And then I saw a credible leaker that we've talked about here on this show, Nate, the hate then did double down that. He said, yes, this is happening. It's coming up because that is the 20th anniversary for the Xbox. So apparently halo infinite's coming out on Monday as a shadow drop, which I did also oh, okay. see on Twitter, uh, that I don't know if this is anything to do with it. The Xbox Twitter is currently down. So I don't know. Yeah. I saw the social media manager. He was the one that tweeted about this where he's just like, everyone stay calm and it, pretend like I didn't break the Xbox Twitter. And if you, if you try to uh, uh, click on at Xbox, it's just like this page does not exist. Fuck. So I don't know. I mean, like I said, by the time this episode is out, we'll know if Halo Infinite just shadow drops like the multiplayer. Uh, but that would be a hell of a shadow drop for... Uh, That'd be a hell of a drop. Yeah, because I mean, as far as I know... To give some potential credit to this happening, I want to say that Monday, Xbox has some big like video stream celebrating their 20th anniversary. 
So this could be legit. We'll see. If so, I can't wait to talk about Halo Infinite next episode. <laughs> but we'll yeah, see. Be fun. Uh, but let's actually hop over to some other points. Uh, we'll start things off with Pokemon. Uh, Pokemon Br- Brilliant Diamond, uh, Shining Pearl. The games are coming out this Friday, of course. Uh, I do have them pre-ordered. Looking forward to hopping into it as a massive Gen 4 fan. And all of the leaks and data mining has been a hellacious process because of just like how unfinished the game has looked, which a lot of people just presumed hey, it'll kind of get patched in and stuff. It was unfinished to the point where there wasn't even an intro. It was a black screen and then title card. Oof. They patched that in, of course. I mean, naturally, I mean, it's been a process trying to get the game done. We, we already kind of saw that, that the development was kind of rough leading up to this. Uh, but it is pretty much a one-for-one remake, which while I love Gen 4, I am a little disappointed about, which I knew I accepted that a long time ago. I was never going to have a ton of hopes for Platinum content. There is some things here and there, like obviously the Pokemon, there are, you know, the Gen 4 Platinum Mons are in this game, like Magmortar, Electrovire, Rapier. They were all obviously introduced in Platinum and not Diamond and Pearl. Uh, I did see that Palmer is going to be in the game, who is one of the Battle Frontier heads and also your rival's father. He is going to be in the game when I do not believe he was in Diamond and Pearl. I believe he was only in Platinum. Uh, there is no Battle Frontier, though, which, again, I understand that's Platinum, but that's big, that's big Depressy. Because the Battle Frontier is awesome. What is Battle Frontier? Uh, do what? What's Battle Frontier? I have no idea what the heck that is. Battle Frontier is a post-game area where it's like a large island with multiple... Um, think of it more like a bunch of bunch more gems, basically, in a way. Where you go through each of the battle. Like, there's a battle tower, battle pyramid that you know this is like you know uh emerald for example um battle circus i don't remember all of them i remember battle pyramid because that has brandon who has all three of the reggies i remember that i think his name was brandon uh but it's just a cool little post game area that's better than the battle tower battle tower is very straightforward you go in there you just do a bunch of battles it's from top to bottom it's kind of dull the battle frontier has a bunch of really unique personality characters all in their own little areas that you need to go beat um, so this game will have the battle tower, not the frontier, obviously, but at least Palmer's in the game. That's cool. But a couple of things that is kind of neat about this game is that this game now has the highest level, uh, legendary battle in history with shadow Giratina at level 100, uh, which you cannot, this is Giratina in the distortion room, not realm. Big difference there. Realm obviously being in platinum and, um, Giratina, being in its origin form, you cannot catch it. You have to kill it, and then you can go catch Giratina later is how it's set That's up. That's a shame. But uh, it's level 100, so, you know, tough fight there. I thought the fucking Ultra Necrozma on Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon was tough, but this one's going to take that. And it also has the highest trainer battle in history as well with the rematch of Cynthia. Like, her highest mon's like level 85 or some shit like that. Dang. Apparently, all of the rematches are fucking insane. Like, I, I, like every you can rematch every gym leader. Like, they all have, like, 70-plus Pokemon in all of their rematches. Like, apparently, yes. the rematches are, like, they are legit. They are legitimately pretty tough. So, that's they actually... Be like, by cool. some 12-year-old kid? Shit. Fuck that. All training out the weights and everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Pal Park is gone, uh, which naturally it would be. The Pal Park was a thing that was put into the game to allow you to transfer out Pokemon from the GBA games. Um, that is gone and replaced with some new park. I, I don't know how they called it, but you go in there and it's got like a bunch of different um, like buildings and shrines and stuff that you go into. And that's how you summon legendary Pokemon uh, to try to catch them. Isn't that the underground thing? No, no. The underground thing is something completely different. Um, okay. With this park, 
you go into the you go into the building and it leads you into like a larger area that has like different like shrines and uh, different little buildings you can go into. And when you go into them, they're very very beautiful looking rooms. I got to see some pictures of like Groudon's room and Kyogre's room and Rayquaza's room. They look awesome because they're designed to kind of fit after the Pokemon whatever. And okay. uh, you know, you, there's basically a pedestal, and in the pedestal, you have to put a certain type of slate to summon the Pokemon. And I thought this, they, they look really cool because all the slates that you collect are modeled after the games that they're from. So like, they literally gotcha. look like a GBA cartridge that it look, that is like Groudon's colors, a GBA cartridge that's green and has Rayquaza's colors, a GB, a GB color uh, cartridge that has like Ho-Oh's colors. And th- that looks cool as shit to me. I think the slates are a really nice touch there. Um, so that, that's pretty cool. The starters are not shiny locked. So that's going to be kind of interesting as well. Shiny odds are about normal, uh, but not having shiny lock starters. That's pretty nice there. Uh, but overall, like, I mean, it is a pretty much a shot for shot remake of, uh, diamond and pearl for the most part with a few exceptions and quality of life stuff. I'm still looking forward to playing the games just cause I'm a big fan of gen four. Uh, I did see earlier today, the version exclusives and unfortunately i will not be playing diamond like i want to i'll be playing pearl oh why is that uh i really wanted to use mag mortar for my my team and mag mortar's pearl only big rip oh that sucks yeah yeah that's the only exclusive eh, exclusive that as soon as i saw it on the the list i'm like shit all right well i mean pearl's fine palkia is fine but i just prefer uh, Dialga. I've always been a Dialga fan. And Diamond was my original experience uh, back in the day. So that's why I wanted to do Diamond. But I really want Magmortar. I wanted him to be part of my squad. So, oh, well. Either way, I'm, I'm excited for these games. Like I said, I got the double pack coming. And it's also the question is going to get here on time. Guardians was, <laughs> Guardians was three days late. And I ordered them both from Target. So I may not talk about Diamond and Pearl next episode. I may talk about an episode 67, which will come out after Thanksgiving. We are taking off for the week of Thanksgiving. No new episode then. Uh, so who knows when I'll get to play it and talk about it because it may be like three fucking days late, like Guardians of the Galaxy was. I wouldn't, honestly, I'm banking on it being late. I'm going to go ahead and safely assume I'm not getting this game until probably like Tuesday or Wednesday of the following week. That is my prediction. We'll see if I'm right on that. Um, you picked up uh gta though right the trilogy because you said you were playing three how's that going for you because man i've seen a lot of issues out of this game so far i mean i personally haven't run into a lot of issues but then again i've been playing in slow spurts because man that game hasn't aged well (laughs) yes yeah i figured i figured out of the the three on that trilogy that was going to be the one that did not age well because i don't really care for three yeah no i mean it's fairly straightforward the cities are sort of alive i mean it's definitely a lot different to see what we consider populated cities back then versus now right um all the characters they sort of just talk at you and then give you missions say hey here you go i was like okay cool um the shooting of it feels really rough oh no because <laughs> i mean it has aim assist and i don't think i could really play it without aim assist I literally just locks on and I just keep hitting a button and eventually something falls down. Have you had a lot of frame rate issues? I know you say you're playing on your Xbox, but that's a common thing that I've seen is frame rate problems. Uh, nothing like hard significance that's been just downright awful. I've noticed a couple jitters here and there, but that's about it. Okay. I, I, I will see. I've seen a lot of people that obviously pick this game up 
on uh, the Switch, uh, which is fair, you know, because this is yeah. this is a historic occasion for the, these games and Nintendo because these games have never been on a Nintendo console, no. minus the what Chinatown Wars on the Game Boy Advance or whatever. Take that I out of the equation, so. take that one out, and talk about mainline. This has never been a thing, so naturally, a lot of people are are buying this game twice. They're buying on the Switch to try it out and you know, t- you know, jump into the historic moment and get it on a better console. But, uh, from the people that I follow and that have bought it for like the switch, uh, one person in particular said that, um, GTA three is literally unplayable. The frame rate is way too bad. Like they, yeah. they, they talked about vice city and it being kind of rough, but they said three is basically unplayable until a patch. Yeah. Three is definitely the roughest out of all of them that's come out. Cause it's the oldest. Yeah. I mean, I understand why I don't think I ever beat three, but I just use cheat codes to summon tanks and weapons and just cause mayhem. That's what we all did as a kid. So I hear you. Yeah. Because like most, cause all that one is, is just do a mission, get it done, finish everyone's missions and then just keep going. And it's literally just people talking at you and then sending you on your way. How's the models been for you? Because uh, for GTA 3 specifically, I've seen people bitch about the models quite a bit, how they're really wonky. I mean, they look weird as hell. I mean, <laughs> they've been, they've been, re- they're pretty much re- just remastered polygons and it looks really weird. Gotcha. Um, I did also see where it's like for, you know, San Andreas was the example, but I feel, I have a feeling it'd be for all games. There is some serious, serious flashing lights when there's thunderstorms. I did see that. So that is obviously a problem for people with epilepsy. Um, cause like I, I saw the video of it where CJ was just riding his bike through a storm and man, it's just like, just like really going off for lightning. I'm like, Ooh, that's a problem. <laughs> So I haven't really noticed, but then again, I've mostly just messed with three. I haven't touched uh, San Andreas at all, and I've only played a little of Vice City. So, um, I now they now Rockstar did actually remove the PC versions uh, from their store from their launcher, the Rockstar launcher. They removed the PC versions because they need to like fix some shit. So just a really rocky launch for this game, almost oh, definitely, which is really upsetting because you know these are some classic games. <laughs> Um, but man, they launched I mean, in a rough state. Like some old games, because literally all together on at least the Xbox, it was only thirty-one gigs for all three games. Yeah. So I mean, it's unfortunate that they're in such a rocky start because obviously, for so many players, and you know, for so many people that like, let's say, are massive GTA Five fans, this is going to be their first experience of these games that we, as you know you know boomers in the gaming world have like held at such a high regard as like such incredible games you know um and and now here they are they they still technically are because they as it's been said before they these were the gca games that really advanced those just from around adventure style games that we know today right um, for the little bit that you've played so far, would you recommend people to hold off on it until a sale? I feel like that's probably what you would probably say, right? I would hold off, yeah, until it sells or if you want to buy a specific one, unless you're just a big GTA fan. Then. Which also, for a specific one sort of thing, shout out to the random fucking uh, uh, release for all the different like services like Xbox game pass got San Andreas. I think PlayStation now got GTA three and then vice city didn't get anything. Like it's so weird to me. It's so dumb. (laughs) 
But no, I mean, from, from what I've seen online and from kind of what you're talking to you, that's my general gist is like, you know, if you want these games, hold off for a sale. Uh, when I, when I was talking to John about it a couple weeks ago, I, I plan to buy these games just because, you know, I'm going to assume at face value that one of the rumors that we heard over the summer before this was announced is that, you know, this GTA four remaster and the red dead redemption one remaster them them happening will be based on the success of GTA trilogy. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to take that at face value and I'm going to buy GTA trilogy just to give it the support in that regard. Cause I want to make sure the other ones happen. You know, even if it is one sale, that's still doing my part. People, I mean, I grant I could buy it multiple times and really do my part, but fuck that. Um, but I mean, I, I do want to pick these games up cause I do have a lot of memories with San Andreas and vice city three. Honestly, I never really dove too much into three outside of what you just said of using cheat codes and just creating pure mayhem. That's the most I've ever really done of three. The other two I actually played. See, I started with three and I remember playing it because there's some missions that I remember being just freaking nightmares, mostly a specific mission with a freaking limo. But, oh, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, but it's just weird seeing it now in these updated graphics and just full well knowing that it just hasn't aged well. I, f- I had a feeling going into it that GTA 3 was going to probably definitely be the worst of this three because of just like that's the one that I just didn't feel like was going to age at all. You know, meanwhile, I, I've seen some I've seen some models from San Andreas and they do look kind of rough, but at least San Andreas has a lot going for it in terms of the story. And it's yeah. kind of the same thing with Vice City, but three, it's just a lackluster game. I mean, it, it helped put on it helped put us on the path that we're on. Obviously, that we're on today, like it helped put you know because it turned GTA into this adventure type of game. But you're right, I I could see it not aging well. It's to the point that even though I haven't played Vice City in a long ass time, and I really enjoy San Andreas, when I buy this trilogy, three might be the first one that I jump into just to see for myself. Like, wow, this really. I mean, I I would definitely give three a shot because it is definitely an interesting look to see how back in like early two thousands, late nineties, how much just gameplay itself was heralded and there wasn't a whole lot of emphasis on like story. Right. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably like, jump into each it. of the characters have dialogue and whatnot and sort of set up this world around you, but it's not really, it doesn't make you feel like you're part of any story. They're sort of just sort of saying things at you and just throwing and throwing you back out. It's not really, it wasn't a, really a story that made you feel like your character was actually part of it. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I want, once I get the trilogy, I, I, I think I'm sold. I want to get into three first. Cause I just want to see how much I want to see how much it's aged. I really want to see it now. You've convinced me, but <laughs> before that I was probably going to do vice city first. Cause it's been a hot minute since I've played it, but yeah, I think I'm going to do three, at least for a couple hours, you know, at least for a couple hours, you know, jump into it, see how much of a shit show that it is. Speaking yeah. of shit show, we got a potential shit show on the horizon. I don't know. I know. <laughs> you know, it's funny. We were just talking about this possibility and other possibilities for this franchise, like what, uh, like three or four weeks ago, I think. Uh, and now there's a lot of reports coming out. Again, for, uh, this is uh, per Jeff Grubb and Games Beat. Uh, apparently the next Far Cry, Far Cry assuming seven, 
is set to be a live service game, just like what we've seen and heard out of uh, Assassin's Creed Infinity. And also with that, the guy that was supposed to be leading Far Cry 7, uh, he's the most senior creative at Ubisoft for Far Cry. Uh, he has left the company now. He said, nah, I'm out. Deuces. I had on my head out. But Far Cry as and Assassin's Creed, they're two of their biggest flagships, both potentially going live service. Ubisoft is all in on that live service approach, man. And I don't care for it. Ubisoft has definitely decided that live service is going to be their future. I mean, it's going to be curious to see whether they can do anything big with that because those are both very heavily single-player franchises that you ideally want all the content available, not just, hey, I'm going to play some content that I guess I'll wait month for more yeah and i you know i haven't actually picked up six yet uh i do want to play it i've played almost every far cry and uh, i do want to play six but i gotta be honest i want to get it on a sell price i'm sorry i mean it's 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 far cry we've already seen the reviews we've heard there's nothing innovative you know innovative about it it's just far cry so i want to get it on a sell price but i have heard for like kind of like some late game end of game stuff like where you're just going taking out forts and shit like that you know it's just like taking out hundreds and hundreds of these damn forts and it's just like same thing over and over again and there's some that's even saying come back in like 48 hours and there could be some more stuff here so it's like they're already kind of like setting the seeds to go live service in Far Cry 6 for going over to the next one. And, you know, it, it sucks because we were just, we were just talking a couple of weeks ago. It's just like, you know, Far Cry, you know, they might, they may try to take Far Cry in a new direction going into uh, the next, you know, the next game. And unfortunately live service seems to be that direction, which if that's the case, I got to say, Unless there's something about it that really blows me away, I probably won't pick up the next Far Cry. I will pick up six. I will play six. I've played every Far Cry over the past few years. I did not play New Dawn. Uh, I think that's, that's what it was called, right? New Dawn? Yeah, it was called New Dawn. I didn't pick that one up because I knew it was a direct... I know, I know. look, I get that it's a very different game, but it was a direct sequel to five, and I did not like five at all. So I said, fuck it, never picked up New Dawn. Sooner or later, I will. Uh, so I will play six. Um, eventually, but if this Far Cry 7 is going to be live service, man, I don't know if I can get on board with that because I feel the same way about Assassin's Creed Infinity. I don't know if I can get on board with a live service Assassin's Creed. I feel like these games, <sighs> Assassin's Creed especially, I feel like is so much better off as a single player experience. While I don't really care for the the, the direction they've taken from Origins to now, uh, I prefer the old school way. Um, Far Cry, while I do think there is potential for it to be a you know live service type of game and still be enjoyable, I still think it it is also better in its single player experience. Do you kind of feel the same way, or you you know how how are you feeling on that? I mean, as it stands for me, yeah, no, I definitely feel the same way. Both these games, I really don't like the idea of being live service because, as I mentioned before, I mean, both those games, I want to be able to just play straight through and put it down and move on because the Ubisoft yeah. fatigue is a real fucking thing. Yes, and Ubisoft has been getting bad about that late in the last couple of years of just dragging out their game's content where it forces people to have to either put more time into it or spend real-world money to get some sort of boost to and make it quicker for them. So, I mean, Ubisoft has definitely been leaning towards this path of longevity of their games, whether they have to force it or not, so... And I feel that's going to cause them to lose a lot of players, which they've already lost plenty that way. True. <laughs> that is very, very true. I don't know. I mean, it, 
I'm not even going to say my normal trademark line that I always happen to accidentally say and say, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out because it's not going to be interesting. This sucks. No, it's not. I, I don't like this. You know, this, this is crap, man. Um, but I mean, it is what it is. I did see that for Far Cry 6, they are going to be releasing, like, I don't know if it's all of it or just like one part of it of the, like that villains mode that we saw, whatever. Because I did yeah. see that like Voss, you know, the villain from Far Cry, that is his name, right? Voss? From yeah, Far Cry 3. Yeah. I did see that he's going to be like coming into it soon, but I didn't see anything about Pagan Men or Joseph Seeds. I don't, I don't know if they're released in like batches or not, or like one after the other, but I did see he's coming soon. Because I know that really caught my eye leading up to Far Cry 6, you know, where it's like a roguelike game, basically. A roguelike game within the game. Yeah. Uh, which I think is really funny about Far Cry 6 that they've done that because they basically have their own roguelike villain game in that. And then they have their own like Mortal Kombat game in the game where you're picking roosters and fighting and having the cockfights. It's like set up like, have you seen that where it's set up like a yeah, Mortal Kombat yeah, screen? I remember saying something about that, yeah. So I got to give them props to Far Cry 6. They've done a lot of wacky stuff with it to make it entertaining, I guess. Uh, but even still, it's still just Far Cry at the end of the day, and it's got that fatigue. And that's one of the biggest problems when it comes to these both of these being potential live services. Like I already said, these games, man, especially over the past few versions of them, they you get that far, you get the Ubisoft fatigue because of how long these games are. I mean, Valhalla, there are people that are 200 hours in and haven't beat the damn game yet. Like, man, with these sort of, if I'm going to pick it up, I just want to, like what you said, I want to beat it and put it down and move the fuck on and go play something else. I don't want to be stuck on this game for all of eternity. And that's kind of the funny thing about Ubisoft is like they're under the impression that they're just like, oh, get, you know, people have all the time in the world to play these games forever. It's like, no, we don't. <laughs> well, I don't think it's that. I think I mentioned like back when uh, Assassin's Creed Origins came out, there was the whole controversy with the uh, middle game. It purposely takes forever to level in mid game of the story there where you either have to put in tons of extra time to be able to play through to get to the end game or you had to buy a booster XP booster so you could get to it quicker so I think it's not necessarily a thing of Ubisoft thinking that people have an amount of time it's a thing of Ubisoft forcefully stretching out their gameplay so more people are putting time in their games which have um, microtransactions. You still think Ubisoft has the potential of being bought by Xbox? I mean, no. That you that ship is sailing. Well, I mean, there's always the potential and hope that they do get bought up and Xbox stops this shit. But um, there's also, I mean, Ubisoft's a big company, so they could very very much just say no to an offer and just continue doing what they're doing. You know, if, if that purchase did happen, I feel like Xbox might actually, yeah, maybe try to stop that. Cause I know one thing I saw probably about a couple weeks ago, Xbox and Phil Spencer coming out and praising up and down to Sony about is Sony has done such a great job at having these triple a flagship single player, amazing experiences. And Phil Spencer has flat out said, yeah, that's an area that we have lacked and that we're wanting to get better in, which I think they are. I think this new generation for the series, I think Xbox is poised to get back on top. I really do. There's a lot of promising games coming out, plus buying Bethesda helps a lot too. Almost oh, definitely. Um, so, I mean, hey, you're right. Yeah, if, if Xbox bought them, they may shut that shit down. And be like, just keep these as single-player experiences, please. <laughs> 
Uh, Let's not do live service yet. Not yet. Speaking of Bethesda, though, did you see uh, that Todd Howard came out and said that Starfield is 100% playable right now? Oh, no, I missed that. Yeah, it was an interview recently. He said, as of right now, Starfield can be played from beginning to end, and now it's just the the, the, the next year is nothing but polishing. Okay, but how well can it be played from beginning to end? Like, is my character model going to disappear at random points? Or, like, NPCs randomly just going to have no heads? <laughs> from the way that he put it, it, he made it sound like it was, like, 100% playable. You could, they, you know, you, it, could, it was good to go. It could be played. But now the next year is nothing but polishing. That's the way that he put it. Which, you know, also tying into that when he said, you know, I was talking about that release date, you know, the, the trademark 11.11 that he loves so much. Uh, he said, put that shit down in ink. That is not written down in pencil. That shit's written in ink and it's coming out. Like, wow. you know, that he said the team feels good about it because he said the game is done. The game is done. Now it's just, you know, really making it look beautiful and polishing things out over the next year. I'm getting. Yeah, I mean, that's good to hear. I'm getting fucking pumped for this game. The more and more, everything that comes out about it, you know, even though we still know so little, every little bit that comes out is just getting me more and more excited. Because with this interview, I mean, he flat out said that, hey, when it comes to this game, like really think of the world and the approach that we take with Elder Scrolls. Think of that style, but then just putting it in space with all these different planets to go to and stuff. And I'm like, bro, that sounds awesome. Like, let's go. I'm ready for this. Yay. Trying to figure out what planet to drop off my fictional space wife. <laughs> right, right. Um, but uh, I think that's going to do it for the episode. I mean, we kind of hit everything we wanted to hit. Zach, do you have anything else? No, I don't think I do. Kind of a lackluster yeah. week. I haven't really yeah, been up. Was. I haven't been up to a lot either. Like I said, I played Doki Doki Literature Club for one night. Uh, been playing TFT again, uh, trying out the new season. Finally, it's been a hot minute, but I'm finally trying out some of that. Scion is a beefy ass bastard. <laughs> oh, I guess. I guess I'll just throw it out there. The thing I found the other night was uh, Lord of the Rings Online got an expansion. Yeah, yeah. Speed. That's so random. Like I saw that, and I immediately went, "What?" I th- I forgot that was a thing until you sent it in the Discord. I thought that the servers had died. Apparently not. Apparently it's still alive. Still even come, it comes with a whole new zone, new missions, even a whole new class to play. Hey man, they they <laughs> they've been standing the test of time so far. Here's <laughs> a shout out to them. I forgot that was a thing, Stone Cold, until you sent it, but. I don't know. All right, we'll go ahead and get out of here because I'm I'm really hungry. I need to get me some food in my belly. I have not ate since like I think ten o'clock this morning. So I am starving. Damn. Yeah, uh, you need something. So Zach, any last thoughts we got out of here? Um, like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help. If you're watching this on YouTube and you like what we're doing, you can hit that subscribe button. And if you really want to know what's going on, you can hit the bell and it'll let you know anytime any one of our videos are uploaded, whether it be lighthearted anime. Uh, terrible football or any of our other wonderful shows we got in the works or have made and you can do that at youtube.com sparky3 
Thank you, Zach. Uh, do everything that he said and more, and we would definitely appreciate that. Hopefully, you guys made it all the way to the end. If you did, you're an absolute legend. We appreciate the hell out of you, and make sure to comment down below your thoughts on any of the topics that we talked about here today, whether if it was the Far Cry Live service, do you hate it? Do you love it? Are you just kind of open to it? Uh, what about Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl? Did all of the leaks that came out recently from the data mine, did it get you excited for the game, or are you kind of not wanting to get it? Or right, what about GTA Trilogy? Did you pick it up, and is it having a terrible time? Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. And let us know if you're actually playing Jump Force and you're actually upset that the, the servers are dying. Anyway, until next time, guys, have a good one. See you. Bye.